0: So I found out something horrific that you guys may or may not know. It is a personal trial to me and it is this that the high five was invented in the 1970s. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not proven. Bullshit. Nobody knows when the high five was invented. Well, here's here's what I'll say about it. Okay. I said this to my parents cuz I was like this is not this is not a truth. <laughs> Yeah, and my parents were like, oh, yeah, the high five. You mean that thing that was invented in the 1970s? And I was like, I'm going to murder both of you. This can't be true. No, that's fake. I think I think it's beyond time and space. We've always been high-fiving. I'm going to ask my mom to corroborate that because I feel like it's possible that your parents just grew up in like an anti-high-five culture. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't know. <laughs> I also love that, like, maybe you high-five your parents and they said, oh, yes, the high-five, I'm familiar, can from the go- 1970s. <laughs> can, can we go back to um, the part where Caitlin told me that my parents grew up in an anti-high-five culture? I just think it's possible. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's possible that I'm about to grow up into an anti-Caitlyn culture.
1: <laughs> I think it's possible that we should play some D&D. I'm Kat, I'm your DM.
0: Hi, I'm Sophia, I play like a 1970s high five. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Noelle, I play Fran, I'm a Genasi wizard, and I'm a level six. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I play Corbin, and I'd like to give a shout out to Noelle for saying what level she is, because I forgot, I'm level <laughs> six. Hey, this is Noelle, I'd like to give a shout out to Caitlin for giving me a shout out. Hey, this shout is Sophia. Out I, <laughs> I just want to jump in on these shout-outs, give a shout-out to you guys for being here. Thanks for coming.
1: I want to give a shout-out to getting this game started. Yes. <laughs> right. So, last time, you chased Phelan the Betrayer, child of Torva, out of the Tower of Wavell after he burned the tower's estra section to a crisp. You then started on your way to the Temple of Eol, which is on your way to Torva's job. And on the path up there, you met Salm and Paolo, who are escorting Salm's brother's body to the temple for burial. On the way up the mountain, you came to a waterfall that had destroyed the bridge. Corbin cast a spell on the whole group so you could walk on the water. However, it was rougher than expected, and the men, their donkey, Laika, and Gingy all fell into the water, which pours over a sheer drop down the mountain. And that is where you are now. What are you going to do? Okay, um... The, the water is moving rapidly. You have approximately three rounds before you are swept down the second waterfall. Okay,
0: so I'm not gonna go all the way across then right away. Okay. Who is nearest to me? Gingy. Other than Gingy. Uh, like, so can I get Psalm then? Sure, yeah, he's at, he's not like... Because he would be in front of me as I'm going towards him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I reach out and touch him? Yes. Okay, okay yeah. I'm gonna use as I run towards him and and touch him in the water i'm going to use some um, gaseous form and i'm going to turn him into a human fart
2: <laughs> 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 he's probably scared but
0: uh, <laughs> yeah oh yeah he has freaked out anyway so i basically turn him into a cloud a misty creature and he can like fly wherever he wants but I I just tell him to go to the other side of the shore. And then I think I can
1: end it whenever I want. It takes him a minute to figure out exactly how to use his ghost body. <laughs> um, but he is able to, yes. He is able to get across mm-hmm. to the other ledge.
0: I'm actually going to follow him over there then too. And I say everything's fine, and I'm, like, turning all around because I'm not sure if I'm speaking to him or not. <laughs> Remain a cloud because we can maybe use you to be a spy. It's You're fine. <laughs> can, can, can you smell
1: him? <laughs> uh, you do. You smell a very weird, meaty smell, the smell of a human in cloud form, which is weird and meaty. <laughs> I hate this beyond reason or words or explanation of any kind. And that leaves in the water. There is Gingy, the donkey, Paolo, and Laika.
0: I'm going to missy step out of the water. So I'm back on top of the water and I'm going to pull Gingy up out of the water. Okay,
1: make a strength check. 13. Okay, that'll do it. You are able to pull Gingy up out of the water and she's able to get her footing back again. Who's still in the water? Still in the water then is the donkey and Paolo.
0: I'm gonna use Missy Step again over to Paolo and pull him up. Unless, is he close enough that I can walk? Um,
1: Make a dexterity save. See if you can. Fuck, I'm gonna do bad.
0: Wait, no, stop, stop, stop. I want to cast. I want to use a cantrip. All right, I'll let you go. On then. you, on you. So oh, you really? Can do that. Oh, that okay. Check. So sure, you can get him out. Uh, it's called guidance. Basically, you get to add one d four dice to a check of your choice. You can do it before or after the check.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. That's actually good. Thirteen plus four. That'll do it. So you are able to run across the surface of the water, just barely skipping over the choppy current and grab Paulo's arm before he is washed over the edge. And that just leaves the donkey. I'm going to let somebody else save the donkey.
0: How close am I to the donkey? You're pretty far from the donkey at this I point. I do have... I think I can't turn the donkey into a fight. I do have a spell I might be able to use. It might hurt the donkey a little bit. Can I use a spell that's an attack spell to non-fatally... Yeah. Okay. Th- you can I want to do non- non-lethal. Okay, I want to do that non-lethal. Um, this spell is a cantrip called Thorn Whip. Um, it's basically an attack that okay. I I like make a thorn whip, and if it hits the creature, then it pulls the creature ten feet closer to me.
1: All right. I guess roll a hit. Okay. <laughs> uh, nineteen. Okay. Uh, that hits. You are able to wrap your thorny whip around the donkey, and now you'll need to make a strength save to pull it in.
0: Oh, a strength save. Okay. Yes. Eighteen
1: great okay you are able to pull in the donkey from the other shore and get it up onto the shore it is very scared and bleeding now as well how much damage do you do <laughs> <Look at you, laughs> max damage god this poor donkey that was
0: lethal though I actually have level 5 so I do have to roll twice
1: <laughs> I'm level 6 uh, okay, that's nine points of damage. Okay. So uh, as soon as everybody gets up onto the other shore, first thing, Paulo is looking around. Salm? He's fine. He's fine. Where He's is a- he? He's a cloud.
0: What? <laughs> He's
1: a foot cloud.
0: He's. You do you smell that? Yes.
1: <laughs> what? what is that, Saul? Where are you? So can, I hold. On.
0: I don't know if
1: he can talk. I don't think he can. No, he's a I cloud. I don't think
0: so. I don't think can so. Can you turn obviously. him back? Yeah, I don't want to turn him back because
1: because we might be able to use this.
0: He's freaking I, I out. You should turn him back. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I can't turn him back. And <laughs> you can't this turn is him not back. a hostage situation. <laughs> it it wears off after a couple hours, and he'll be back to normal, good as new. What did you do to him? Um. I'm a god.
1: (laughs) You're a god. What god are you? I god of farts. We're not gods.
2: Yeah, we are. No, we're not. We're just
1: people, and
0: we did what we had to do to get across the river. Trust me when I say your husband is fine.
1: And I'm gonna roll to to soothe him. Okay, yeah, roll persuasion.
0: I put a comforting hand on his shoulder. I let thinking, gods do anything, Sophie. You mess up my plan. I don't want to tell I, I hate gods. I'm not <laughs> letting. Me, you guys say we're gods. I, I, I'm okay. serious, like, because they're so. They've done so much damage. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say I'm a god. Yeah, but like That's if a, the most if a paladin god, I've ever been. If but, a god yeah. turned your husband into a fart cloud versus if a regular human turned your husband into a fart cloud, I'd be I'd way be less scared the if god, it was a god. Because the gods have a history here of like literally ruining people's lives. Yeah, but at and least I world. would know that like it wasn't just some <laughs> rando guy with insane powers. <laughs> Alright, well, I got really good. I got um uh twenty two.
1: Okay. Yeah, he, he calms down a little bit. But he's uh, shivering. I mean, he's cold as hell. He just fell into a freezing river. I'll shape water off of of him. What? Who are you people? Normal. We're guardians. Yeah,
0: okay, fine.
1: Um, Meanwhile, the goddess has, she's been healing the donkey, and the donkey is now fine. And she comes over to Paolo and puts a hand on his face and then signs to him, Be calm. We have been blessed by Talaya and we are her champions.
0: That's <laughs> true, I guess. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, it yeah. is
1: actually technically true, because she derives her power from the beast gods, yeah. who are gods mm-hmm. under Talaya And we okay.
0: derive our power from her.
1: Yeah, and you derive her power Kai, from maybe. her blessing, so. Yeah. Or Kai's blessing, but, you mm-hmm. know. So she, he he nods quickly, and then slows down, and says, okay, okay. Um, Psalm." Honey, it's going to be okay. Wherever you are. If you're there, smell really bad in front of your husband so
0: he knows you're okay. Make Uh, yourself really concentrated right by his (laughs) (laughs) nose. He can do that.
1: Yeah, after like a a minute, it smells real, real bad. (laughs) Um, And Paolo puts a a hand up over his mouth. He goes, oh, God. Yeah, that smells like one of Psalm's farts. (laughs) Typical marriage.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> so
1: okay, so you continue on your way, and I am going to have you all make some perception checks.
0: Okay. I got like nine.
1: I got uh, 19. Okay, 15. Okay, Corbin, you spot them. Above you circling, there are some large, dark birds. Oh. But they're very far above you, and they they just seem to be circling and surveying you as you head up the mountain path.
0: Well, I'm I'm worried about other birds now. Corbett gets nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he got
1: attacked. Yeah. So the rest of your trek up the pilgrim's path, is it's hard. It's very hard. The road gets super muddy and slippery further ahead. Jinji has some trouble keeping her balance with the body tied to her back and everything, but it is easier for her to do this than the donkey, which is having a lot of trouble just Getting up on its own, they're good at rough paths, but Paulo is leading it pretty heavily through these rocks. And he makes a an off comment, you know, to the side of the phone. And it's a good thing we had to leave the cart behind. And he looks to his side where he hopes that his husband is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fran is concentrating really hard to make sure this guy stays a fart. What, (laughs) Fran? Why, Fran? He's gonna be useful. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to waste spell slots oh, I think we don't need him though to be a fart. It's fine
1: So it's a few more hours um, and it's getting toward twilight by the time you are able to get to the top of the mountain
0: Oh, uh. that guy turned back Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to take that
1: long. Yeah, yeah. Th- I thought we were, like, close. Okay, When at what point did he turn back? After an hour. Okay, so after about an hour, when uh, Saul reappears, Paolo is very relieved, and he's just hugging his husband and mm-hmm. kissing him and holding his hand, and he will not let go of his hand. That's very sweet, and it's too
0: bad that that didn't come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> God. Laika just shakes her head at Fran.
1: <laughs> yeah, Corbin looks unimpressed. The further you've gotten up this path, the colder it has gotten. And when you are getting up toward the peak, there is snow covering the rocks and the path. And just as twilight is starting to set in and you can see the sun setting in the west from the top of the mountain. And by the way, the sun set up here? Spectacular. You are approaching the Temple of Yol at the peak of Pharah's Mountain. The top of the mountain has been carved into a statue of the hooded god for whom the mountain is named. Farah, the guide, watches over pilgrims as they come up the path. She holds a stone door with a silver knocker contained within a lantern held up to her chest. Despite the weather the statue must endure, the carving is really well maintained. Beneath the stone hood, there is the face of a woman looking out over the world below. Beneath the statue, there is a frozen courtyard dotted with these short, dark trees that have thick leaves iced in snow. And in these trees, there are these big macaques with thick, soft, black fur covering all of their bodies except for their gentle, golden faces. What is a macaque? Oh, macaques. They are a type of snow monkey. I'm going to animal
0: handle that monkey. (laughs) Okay. I got a 13.
1: That's not going to do it. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You look so sad. Is it too... God, fuck. Is it too late to cast guidance on myself? Well, here's the thing. I will let you... You can try again after a long rest. Okay. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah. That makes sense, too. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a all or nothing thing. Right. But, one or done thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you see these macaques, you try, and, you try to approach them, but they immediately begin chittering. And if you listen, you can understand them, sort of. Mm-hmm. You can understand them more than the camels, like a but you cannot understand them nearly as well as the wolves. What are they chattering about? Uh nothing particularly interesting, but as you approach them they go, bad 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 birdman bad bad bad, <laughs> bad. don't go birdman bad. <laughs> Fucking rude. They walk away. Uh, That's what, what I am- hear
0: in my in my thoughts all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when looking at Corbin one of them throws a berry at you, Corbin, oh. at the back of your head as I you pass it. by. I, I whip around like an
0: owl, like a head, like the owl. The head Jeez, of an owl, <laughs> <laughs> And I
1: eat it. Okay, so <laughs> do you guys head up? There are stairs heading up to the door. Do you, do you go up those stairs, or are you just going to hang out in the courtyard? Let's go up. Okay, yeah, so go. you guys head up to the doorway, and Paolo grabs the silver knocker and bangs it twice. And the door opens. And you are greeted by a rust-skinned tiefling. He is dressed in a... Dad! (laughs) Um, uh, He is dressed in drapey, gray-hooded robes. And the robes are open in the back to allow room for his huge, leathery wings. I say, Dad, you're beautiful. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. Do, do I do I know you? Where are my wigs? I don't know. Um, I'm... He, he is very flustered. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, please, please come in. And he ushers you into the hall. As he shuts the door behind you, you see inside is a great stone hall with a roaring fire in the middle of the room. There are a few other tieflings milling about, walking around in pairs, or threes, chatting, and flying around. The inside of this hall is the inside of this mountain. At the back of the platform that you are on, there's a line of pillars which mark the edge. Beyond and above that, there are more platforms, and tieflings fly between them. A few of the platforms are connected by rope bridges, but higher up, there seem to be no ways to reach them except by flight.
0: Do any of them look like they could be related to me?
1: No, actually, they look all look significantly different than you. Whereas your skin is quite red. Yeah. Their skins range more from a rust to a burnt umber. Her, her skin is like red-gray. Red, Yeah, red-gray, but theirs are more in sort of the orangey-brown okay. range. Besides also the fact that they all have huge wings. <laughs> they are also quite a bit smaller than you the tallest one you see is a full head shorter than you are. I say, Laika, these guys are so cool.
0: They're way cooler than you. Laika <laughs> <Not> your- <laughs>
1: agrees, and
0: she just slumps to the floor, because she's like, these guys are cool, and it's too much. I just, I just shake go- my head and awe, and I pat you on the head, and I'm like, you must be
2: so proud. Laika, <laughs> uh- don't worry about it, because they're all short
1: idiots. <laughs> Ginji comes and sits next to you and then she lays down and puts her head in your lap and looks up at you with her big puppy dog eyes and she says now that you've found your real family you're not gonna abandon me are you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Leica screams, and then she, hu- like, she, like, screams in, like, a battle cry, and then she hu- gives Jinji a big hug and says, you're my real family.
1: Aw. comes and puts his head on your shoulder Aww. as well. And I say, I was the dad all along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the tiefling who let you in, he comes up behind you says, I, uh, I hate to interrupt, but, uh. Welcome to the Temple of Eol. I'm Marcus. I'm one of Farah's humble servants. Please, uh, come warm yourselves by the fire. There's a large fire in the center of this main room. um, And there's a couple of tieflings who are sitting around it. And Marcus uh, immediately calls over another couple of tieflings who take the body from Ginji. And as you guys are being ushered over toward this big fire, they greet Paolo and Salm. And you you see that they, they give each of them a big hug. There's one thing I want to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just want to try speaking
0: Infernal to them oh, to yeah. see if my Infernal language is as dated as my common is. Oh, sure. Who do you want to speak to? Marcus? Sure.
1: How's it going? But I'd say it like,
2: La <laughs>
1: <laughs> He looks at you and he's a bit surprised and then- Looks around and he puts an arm around you so that you, you're real close. And he says, I don't know where you come from, friend, but we do not speak the old tongue here. Why not? It's, I mean, it's, I'm having trouble uh, of answering that question. <laughs> why, why would we? It's a language of an evil past. Evil? Oh, I, what temple do you hail from, Friend.
0: I look at Fran. <laughs> the only thing that's coming to my mind is the International House of Pancakes. Uh, okay, well, Fran points at Corbin. We're gods <laughs> we're we're not gods. Um we can why don't we just go sit by the fire? and you can catch us up on just like a a thousand years of world history if you have access to that. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> Marcus looks very confused. But he, he brings you guys over to the fire, uh, and there's pillows and cushions laid out around it. Um, and this is like, it's a big circular fire pit with a stone ledge, and then inside that ledge is a big warm fire. So you guys lay out on these cushions, and it's just so nice and warm. And another tiefling comes, and they bring you some bread and some soft cheese to munch on for a little while I roll around on the cushions and have any time of my life <laughs> like
0: it does too Corbin pecks at the bread like a duck except don't feed bread to ducks because that's really bad for them
1: okay now p- please Marcus says for your sister tell me where do you come from where what has happened to your wings we
0: just we tell them just a brief summary we of- all speak in unison <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like a <laughs> but- just like that just like that oh god like a greek chorus yeah we we give him a summary of recent events minus telling him that mary is you know the goddess
1: okay cool so marcus looks shocked surprised not quite sure how to react to this information so uh if i'm understanding you correctly tieflings on the island they don't they didn't have wings
0: no, I I would guess it's because of having relations with other species over two thousand years, or somebody didn't want you to leave the island. Ah, 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 ah. Fran is still rolling. Or- <laughs> is she saying that as she's rolling? <laughs> of
1: course. <laughs> okay, so uh, Marcus he says, um, "Well, if you're curious, I know there are some texts in the library of something, something regarding our distant past." I think there was something mentioned. I I apologize. It's been a long time since I uh, went up there, which is, now that I think of it, ooh, I have some continuing professional education credits that I really need to take care of. <laughs> Fran does not like this guy.
0: <laughs> Our past from the hell world? I have no understanding of tiefling history. On, on Esther, they called it the hell world. <laughs>
1: They well, also called this the Hell World. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, well, I mean, no, I mean our history as a race, as a species. Do you do you have any knowledge of where you come from, dear? No. Uh, are there other places in this world where tieflings live? Of course. We are all attendants of temples of Eol. There are three temples, one for each continent. I... I'm sensing from the blank look on your face that this is all new information to you. I know nothing. (laughs) You should visit the library. It's on one of the upper levels. You can get to it by the rope bridges. It's open to pilgrims. Do Uh, they have spells there? Like I said, I haven't been up there in a while. I'm not really sure. Chump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a chump. Bren.
1: Liker. Please. (laughs) Now, uh... You can also visit there's dormitories for pilgrims those are just and he he points to another rope bridge those are off to the left um, man it's too bad we aren't pilgrims <laughs> sounds like they get a lot of benefits you came up the mountain that means you're pilgrims you're a pilgrim if you don't live here and if you came up the pilgrim's path I feel like this is all very basic information you should have
2: you don't have to be patronizing about it <laughs> I, you guys are right. This guy is a chump.
1: <laughs> well, uh, any, anyway, um, if you take the bridge to the right, you can get to the main temple platform. Uh, we will be having a ceremony this evening for the uh, the couple who you arrived at the, up the mountain with. We will be laying their loved one to rest this evening. You are welcome to attend the ceremony. Dinner will be served... Uh, in a couple of hours, I believe, and, uh, otherwise you are free to explore anywhere that you are able to get to. That's rude. Let's go. (laughs)
0: Let's go. (laughs) I can get to
1: a lot of places.
0: Yeah, that's fair. He doesn't know that you can
1: turn into a bird. Don't you do it. I won't do it.
0: (laughs) Corbin has enough sense to know that when somebody tells him you can't go somewhere that he can't let them know that he that can, he go, can there. go there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. We'll go there later. We'll go later. So, should we go to the library first? Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, sure. As you guys are heading up to the library, Jinji um, and Zaroon are both very nervous about these rope bridges. And Zaroon, <laughs> he won't cross them. He just, he will not do it. He is too old. Mm-hmm. His joints, the joints are already achy from the cold. He will not do it. So the goddess, she offers to stay back with the two of them and just hang out by the fire with them. Bye. All right, there we go. Cool, so that is a there's a series of rope bridges up there and they each one lands on a little platform and then you keep heading up. The library itself is toward the top of the mountain inside a little naturally formed cave. It's not very big. It's probably like two or three dozen shelves that are fairly well-maintained, uh, and there's a very old tiefling sitting uh, at a table in the center of the room. Okay. What would you like to do? A- approach that dude. He does not hear you approach. <laughs> oh, it's this game again.
0: <laughs> we got spook him. we got... Oh, Corbin runs around behind him. Leica hides
1: under the desk. Does Fran see where the magic section is? Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's not readily apparent, but a little bit of looking. There's not a lot to look through. All right,
0: Fran just leaves then. She's just going to go, I don't care about (laughs) this guy. All right, at the same time, I'm going to pop up in front of the desk. and I'm going to give him an
1: uncomfortable back rub, a la Buster.
0: (laughs) Buster. Laika did not know
1: that. <laughs> all right, so Laika, you pop up from behind the desk and are horrified to see that Corbin is giving this old man a very creepy back rub. I just like, like just a little shoulder squeezes. I just say like, I was the one who was spooked.
0: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and welcome this is the middle of the episode i would love to thank some sweet itunes reviewers my boy dodo hayes my boy the oscar grouch my boy glomdy thank you so much for your five star ratings i also want to thank luke thomas tired horse laura gabrielle neon green tiger and Victoria for donating on Patreon. It means the world to us. And uh, we're excited to reveal some of the stuff that's going to come out on Patreon in the coming months. I also want to bring up that some of the items in this episode come to us from James and Tricasso's 50 Magical Items, which is available as a pay-what-you-want PDF on the DMs Guild website. Also, really quick, during this interlude, I want to give a shout-out to our DSPN actual play sisters, the Venture Maidens. They are taking part in the Wizards of the Coast podcast of Annihilation event coming up, which is amazing. So I encourage you to both check that out and check out the Venture Maidens podcast if you want to see more. And next up, here's a word from Have Spellbook, Will Travel.
2: Party 13, let's suit up for adventure. They're the only ones that can save the world. Oh, uh, what? A fantasy world of magic, monsters, and heroes. Yeah, uh, hello? Where is that voice coming from? Heroes like Andar Patron, the star of our story. Yeah, that's me, but what are you talking about? Oh, uh, sorry. We're in a promo for your podcast. Did nobody tell you? What? Your podcast. Have Spellbook, Will Travel? Have Spellbook? It's a scripted fantasy comedy audio drama based on the creator's experiences playing tabletop games. To be honest, that sounds pretty boring. Well, it's hilarious, and heartwarming, and great, super great. Whatever you say, buddy. Have Spellbook will travel on the Don't Sput the Podcast Network. Start the adventure at havespellbook.com or wherever podcasts are available for free.
0: Last of all, I want to get into our sponsor for this episode. So, Noelle, do you know what a kobold is? What is a
1: kobold?
0: (laughs) I like a lizard man.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a orange lizard man. Um, apparently, a bunch of kobolds got together and they formed their own uh, publishing company. Kobold Press is what they call it. It's a pretty aptly named thing. Uh, society. Company. LLC. <laughs> and uh, they are a third-party design company for RPG products with a range of books and supplements on monsters, adventures, and settings for both Pathfinder and D&D. So what has Kobold Press done lately? Well, no, these industrious little beasts uh they're they're launching a series of quick to implement one-shot adventures called Prepared 2. This is a sequel? By the way, this is a sequel to their first one-shot adventure series called Prepared. That makes sense. Why would you need one-shot adventures? Well, did your players go off on a tangent from the main quest line again? That's
0: I don't that's not relatable. <laughs>
1: You're right. Uh, you would never do something like that to me, Noel.
0: Glad we understand each other.
1: But if you did, then Prepared and Prepared 2 would have me covered with a dozen 5th edition one-shot adventures. Uh, Prepared 2 is currently up for pre-order on the Cobalt Press store right now. But can you really put a price on a great adventure? Yes, you can. And they did. So
0: Find out what those prices are at CobaltPress.com. <laughs> Go,
1: do it. And now for a message to Chantel. Chantel, the code word is fry curious. Go. So the old man straightens up very quickly as your, his shoulders are grabbed, and then he he leans back as he sees Leica jump up, and as such, he ends up leaning into Corbin and then tipping his chair backwards. Oh, nice! Do I get crushed? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is my reaction noise to being crushed.
1: Fran, um, you are elsewhere in the library and all you hear uh. is that horrible noise. <laughs> um and I'm not
0: surprised. I just go, ugh, and keep looking. <laughs> uh I'm sorry. We were just trying to play a, a little prank on you, but clearly I did not anticipate my friend's behavior.
2: This was your idea. And I
0: also, help, I tip his chair up as I say that.
1: Uh, yeah, so he he was tossed from his chair as it fell back. Okay, and I, I, I help him up and okay. I put his chair right. He definitely needs the help up. He's a very old man. Oh, oh I feel um, bad. Yeah. He's So he has that sort of friar monk hairdo. Oh, no. You know, with the bald head no. and the w- ring of white hair around his, uh, his horns. What is with these weird tiefling hairdos in this podcast? <laughs>
0: I like a suit. <laughs> as, as I as I help him up from the ground I say I love your hair.
1: Thank you. It was very fashionable when I was a young man. I'm sorry I didn't hear you come in. My earring's not what it used to be. Uh, how can I assist you today?
0: We need a summary of the past two thousand years. Specifically on tiefling history, but a general history as well.
1: Oh, well I'll need I'll need some tea before we start that. Did you bring me my tea, child? No I can go get it for you. Oh please tell tell Clarissa that bring my tea. She she, 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 should be here by now. a mini quest i got it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i go look for a clarissa okay it doesn't take you long to find she is actually um landing on the platform outside of the library just as you walk out she has orangey skin long braided blonde hair and these big big wings how she, old is she uh she looks maybe like 19 20ish i
0: think she's really beautiful
1: oh i'm sorry were you did you end up master farlin he he asked you to come get his tea didn't he it's not a big deal it's very cool to do it's not he won't do anything if he hasn't had his tea and if i don't bring him his tea right on time he starts sending people on random fetch quests to come find me
0: like a laughs but, like way too long and too loudly. <laughs> like ha ha ha
1: ha um, ha. <laughs> Is that Lica's natural laugh sound? Mm, yep. Love it. So <laughs> Clarissa, she walks past you and uh she seems to be taking your weirdness in stride. Um it seems like perhaps she's used to people acting bewildered by her beauty. And so she walks past and she says, Master Farlin, I brought your tea Same time as always. Laika follows her back in. Oh, thank you, dear. It's not the same time, though. You're late. No, I'm not late, Master Farlin. You just don't know what time it is. (laughs) Uh, So she sets the tray of tea down in front of him, and uh, she takes a blanket off of the back of his chair and puts it on his lap. Now, please don't get your tea all over the blanket this time. I will put my tea wherever I will, please. I'm damn old enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fran, how's it going in,
0: in your area of the library? Uh, Fran's having a great time. She's just, like, running through the shelves of books, their it's arms like, outstretched
1: it's like that scene in Beauty and the Beast where Belle gets to the library except like, mm-hmm. except for there's nobody there <laughs> <laughs> and France alone it's also a very small library So, mm-hmm. back to Farland so. he sips at his tea says, oh, where would you like me to start
2: 2,000 years you said start when, whenever you were born that's gotta be like what 3,000 years <laughs> ago
1: <laughs> I don't like your tone young lady <laughs> I'm a boy. Don't misgender Corvin. Mm-hmm. Dresses like a girl. Squawks like a girl. You seem prejudiced. I'm going to
2: I'm going to murder you and they'll think it was a heart attack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa she yeah uh, puts her hands on Farland's shoulders and says, "I'm really sorry about him. He's and she uh leans in close and puts her hand by her mouth. Says, He's very old and offensive." <laughs> Yeah, we've been trying, but he just won't stop. I don't know what you're saying, because you have your your hands blocking your mouth, but it sounds bad, and I don't appreciate it.
2: Everyone hates you, old man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a jerk. I'm old. I get to be a jerk. Untrue. You said to start when I was born, and I'll start there. I was born. No, no, no. (laughs) No. No. Well, oh, start 2,000 years ago. Uh, well, very well. I wasn't alive yet, so I don't know it very well, but I've read the tomes and the scripts. I've... Clarissa, did you... Is this the right tea?
2: <laughs> I could read the tomes and the scripts, and it would take less time than hearing you explain it to
1: us. Yes, Farland, it's the right tea. Please, please. Please, just tell these people what they would like to know. Hey, could you tell us? She's just an apprentice. She doesn't know anything. That's what old
2: people always say. Yeah, I bet she knows more than you.
1: So, uh, as you guys are saying this, and after Farland has insulted her again, and you kind of are getting the sense that this is a daily occurrence... She grabs the back of his chair and pulls it out. And she says, you know, Master Farland, you're right. I was late today and it is your bedtime. We better get you back down to your bedroom. I'll be right back. So she leaves with him. Do you guys do anything while she's gone or just like hang around? Look at books? I draw dicks all over his desk. (laughs) Uh, Fran, have you found anything interesting? Can I find a spell? Yeah, you can.
0: Okay, I find the spell, Magic Circle, which is a third level spell.
1: Okay, cool. So when you found a spell, you do have to copy it into your spell book. So I assume that is what you're going to be spending Mm -hmm. uh, some some time on here. Yes, plagiarism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you just like hang out in the stacks and start copying? Yes, I sit down on the ground. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool, cool. I imagine like Fran's done that a lot, just like sits in the library on the floor mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. did that a lot in Estre. Yeah, ah, it's, a good, it's a good image so Clarissa comes back a few minutes later I'm really sorry about him you guys he's this is going to sound really bad but I'm just I'm really waiting for him to die <laughs> because he's like that every day why don't you just take over
2: yeah move the process along Corbin winks and,
1: no. and then makes a, a finger throat gesture. I'm not killing him. I just, <sighs> well, he's annoying, but yeah, he is, he's the head librarian and it's a lifetime position and I don't know. i If I could just take over, I would. Anyway, you guys were looking for a very long history of tiefling culture, right? And just general world history too. 2,000 years. Okay, Uh, let me see a... Let me try and sum this up as quickly as I can. So, Tieflings, we were... Hold on. How much do you know about Tieflings? Nothing. That's upsetting to me, but we'll move on from it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tieflings, we were created by Rael. You you know who Rael is, right? Yeah, force of war. Yes. Okay. Our ancestors were created by Rael as a gift to his favorite son, Torva. You've heard of Torva, right? Yeah, what the f- What the hell, world? We were a gift? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah. The early days of tiefling history, like, they're not great, so bear with me. It gets better. We were created as a gift for Torva, but then Torva burned the world down, which wasn't great. You, Do you guys know about all of that? Some. Okay, I'll gloss over that. So once that happened- those tieflings who remained we were we were gathered up by our dark lord of the unending grace eol and we were given a choice that either we could become shepherds for the souls that we had taken or we would die so we were evil i mean our ancestors were but you know that was 2000 years ago since then we've really given up all of that and we're all very happy here being dedicated servants to eol the force of death our dark lord of eternal grace um our our wings were a gift from eol so that we could navigate the mountains where his temples are placed oh Oh. do the forces have physical manifestations and or genders oh uh no and that's like i guess a bad habit on our part we just sort of And I say we, I mean, and she makes a big gesture. All of us mortals, we all sort of assign genders to them, but they don't really understand that concept. So how do I get wings? (laughs) Um, I guess befriend the force of death or life or one of them. How do I do that? I don't know. Why would I know that?
2: i'm gonna say right now i think probably killing gods is not gonna be a good way to go about it i'm sorry what uh (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't our plan i'm just saying you know because we're not gonna do it so
0: definitely not i guess i'll have to pass on the wings all right thank you yeah
1: you're beautiful and then i walk away (laughs) i get that a lot (laughs) julie fran in the library do you come find her I I feel like we've seen
0: Fran, like, running back and forth in the background a couple times, (laughs) and we're just like, she'll come out (laughs) yeah, (laughs) when she's ready. (laughs) We'll wait on the platform outside. Yeah. Unless there's more information
1: in there. I mean, you could look through the library and see what you can find.
0: Hmm. I'll let Fran do that. We already yeah. left.
1: Fran's our smart
0: person. We'll yeah. go do something yeah. else. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking through stuff. Do I do I see anything of interest? It's my special skill. That's I guess. to roll
1: for that. Yeah. Nah, no. Um, so here's what you find. It, uh, searching through the library, mm-hmm. you do you find a tome on Tiefling history. And at first, you're you don't really think anything of it, but you're just sort of paging through it because it has some good illustrations.
0: And I'm like, look at all these hot people.
1: Yeah. Whew! Hot
0: oldies. Is this anime? <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking at hentai? Have you ever seen a picture of a tiefling? Imagine a tiefling with wings. You know it's anime. Oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's valid. I see what you mean.
1: <laughs> okay. You find an interesting story in this tome, however, of tieflings who fled after they received their wings. Hmm. And in this story, one of the tieflings returned And told others that they could find a home in the sky, but if they chose to stay there, they would not be able to keep their gift from Eol. No others chose to leave, however.
0: That's good to know. Um, So then I'm just, I'm going to go out and find them on the platform and I immediately cast Magic Circle. What does it do? Basically nothing, because we're not fighting anyone, but it has, like, cool glowing ruins on the ground in a circle around us and, like, a cool cylinder of light that goes up to the ceiling. And I'm like, libraries are cool. Knowledge is power. (laughs) 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 That's it? Yeah, and I'm like, look. Uh, Corbin turns into a bird and flies around you. Good. (laughs) You hear
1: people gasping, and uh, you look down and see other tieflings and a few scattered pilgrims who are pointing up at the huge column of light that is going Mm -hmm. up to the ceiling of the mountain. I
0: I point down at them and I say stay in school. (laughs) I think I have a power that like because I'm a bird I can like mimic sounds so Corbin does a horrible bird impression of what you just said. (laughs) You say stay in school. Stay in school. Yeah just like that. Um, and then I stopped casting the spell, and I'm like, I was right about the tieflings on Estra, you guys. What do you mean? When they went there, they had wings. But it said in this story I read that they knew that they had to give up their wings if they lived there. Well, I had no idea we had this evil past, so I guess my ancestors made the right choice.
1: Uh, Fran, do you know about the evil past? I don't think you actually read that in your... <clears throat> mm-hmm. I- we we've all got evil pasts. <laughs>
0: Corbin Crow's in agreement. Are you still a bird? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm like doing a little birdie bath in the mm-hmm. friend's hair and I'm sure she hates mm-hmm. it. I hold out my arm though. So. Oh yeah, I perch on it. hmm Yeah. And
1: I look cool as fuck. <laughs> you do. So as you guys have uh you've left the library, um and you're looking down toward the main platform that you came in on, and you see that there is someone else coming in. <gasps> the devil You hear echo through the enormous chamber. Well, hello there! It's me. I'm Dashing Dawson. Can you please point me to the direction of your... General store.
0: Laika doesn't even wait for him to finish. She just walks back into the library so she doesn't have to hear him (laughs) say anything. It
2: it (laughs) was the devil. Corrin follows Laika. Oh,
0: well, okay. Fran does not go back into the library, (laughs) contrary to everything about her personality.
1: (laughs) Fran, uh, since you stayed out there, you can see that some sort of perplexed looking tieflings are leading him down a small hallway.
0: Okay. Well, I look into the bag of holding. And I shake it, and it makes a comic rattling sound like there's nothing in there. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get some rations, so. <laughs> I come back out, and I'm like, is he gone? Yeah, and we're going to go to the general store, the opposite direction of where he went. Let's do it. Follow me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you guys head back down all of these rope bridges. You stop, say hi to Mary and Ginji and Zaroon. They're still hanging out by the fire. I want to ask if she uh, needs anything. She lets you know that you know, she's low on rations, but uh, otherwise, not really. Okay. <laughs> so you guys head down this little little hallway, uh, which ends in the only door that you've seen so far, and you open the door, and inside it is a it's a small shop. Not a ton of stuff here, but uh, a nice little inventory, and... In front of the counter, there is Dashing Dawson and his <laughs> delightful deal donkey. He turns and he says, Hail, travelers! What a coincidence. I didn't expect to see you here. It's a lie. I did. Uh...
2: You're following us, David, and we know it. <laughs>
1: I am not following you. We just happen to be on similar paths. Now, while you're here, however may I interest you in and he he makes a big flourishing motion with his arm, and it's like a table and a tablecloth and a bunch of items just sort of fly out from his arm as he waves it and a little stall sets up next to his donkey. Um and the shopkeeper he Excuse me! You can't just set up your own shop inside my shop. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, Dawson points to her, and suddenly she goes, "Oh, you know, never mind. I think it's fine. It's fine."
0: That's creepy.
1: <laughs> I don't like you.
0: <laughs> I don't like you Donnie. either. But I want to look at your stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: All yeah. right. So laid out on dashing Dawson's delightful deal desk <laughs> is a lance, a spyglass. A few healing potions, a stick made out of black wood, a pair of beautiful silver silk slippers with uh, little black opals sewn in intricate patterns on them. There is a wooden ring with an intricately carved octopus around the outside and a brass compass with a moonstone needle.
0: Cat wants me to get the compass. How much? I only I have 540.
1: Oh, right. You are interested in these beautiful silver slippers. Oh, they are just d- please feel the quality on these.
0: I reach out and I cast identify. Ah. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, I hate that you have that spell. You There's not a specific spell that you can really feel out, but they definitely seem like they would make someone more dexterous. I need those. Wait, the slippers? All right,
0: (laughs) you can get the slippies. Could I use the magic wooden stick? I touch the magic wooden stick and cast identify.
1: (laughs) Okay, the spell on this feels bardic in nature, and it seems like whatever it does has something to do with fire. Hold on. Okay,
0: so I see here that there is a magic ring with an octopus carved on it. So, like, once Fran sees that, her eyes, like, zoom like a cartoon. And she's like, what? And she immediately touches it and gets identified. Okay.
1: So, this has magic on it that is for transmutation. Uh, no, what is the... Tran- Transfiguration? Transfiguration, yes. To what? What does it do? An I- octopus... I mean, that is the obvious yeah. answer.
0: <laughs> you can turn into that an octopus? That actually would be less useful for me than it oh than yeah. it be because be I could do that if I animal can handle Can you identify the brass compass, too? Yeah, I'll do the last one, too. Okay. You guys are being awfully touchy with these items. I don't know that I feel comfortable. Shut up, Donnie. I just touch it anyway, and
1: I say, you asked me to feel the slippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the compass, you get a strong sense of... Directional magic, which sounds like I'm being very obvious, but it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm
0: gonna buy the wooden stick, but I want to negotiate with him.
1: Okay. Roll, roll to negotiate. Oh, you're interested in this? Isn't it just fine? Feel the quality of the wood. It's warm to the touch. Isn't mm, that fast? maybe a little too warm for 700 silver pieces? I feel like that's a that's a drawback. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh. Let me just. <laughs> oh. Except he rolls with advantage.
2: Oh. oh! Oh, suck it!
1: He rolled a natural one and then a two. So and I, I Sold rolled me. a three. <laughs> you know, you did do me a favor. So I'll take it down to six hundred. Do I know what it does then? Yes. So you take this uh, black wooden stick. And it feels very warm to your touch. The name of this item comes to you like a like a vision. And it is the Rod of Burning. And you realize that if you make a sick burn before your attack, and your attack hits, you will do an additional 1d4 of fire damage. Nice.
2: You gotta get I on those that. sick burns, though. Would you
1: say that's a hot rod? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I interest you in anything? You, young man, do you have any money? I seem to remember you didn't have any money. That's... So strange. Did, have, you, have you found any?
2: I seem to remember that there's a villain in the room, and I hate him, and his name starts with a D.
1: <laughs> is it this guy? And he points to the shopkeeper and he's like, my name is Dwight. <laughs> I thought it was a woman. It is a woman. There is it's a woman. Her name is Dwight. <laughs> okay, cool.
2: Well, no, Dwight is a lovely woman. I'm not talking about Dwight. We know who I'm talking about. I want the compass, but I don't want to pay that much. And get a
1: roll, please. Uh, 16. Nope, it does not. Well, then fuck you. I'm not buying it. Bye. (laughs) And you, young lady, with the marvelous hair, I must say, I love what you've done with it. I once
0: again feel the
1: shoes and I say, mmm,
0: feels good. How much are you
1: charging for this? Well, these are only 650 silver pieces, a real bargain for these beautiful. <sighs> do you see these are real black opals?
0: Uh, well, what about this compass? This looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> I did not convince him. (laughs) I have rolled a five. Okay, yeah, he rolled a 16 on his high roll, so. Mm, I don't know if I have enough money for everything I want to get,
1: though. I'm sorry, but this is a moonstone. You could trade something
0: for it. Yeah, you can actually sell items if you have anything you want to sell. That's a good idea. Like that amulet what your teacher's amulet sell your prized it's, emotional well, possession it's magical i'm not gonna sell that well i'm just saying you could probably get a couple hundred no no i'm not selling that <laughs> <laughs> hell no
1: like a, a ruthless practicalist <laughs> sorry you did survive like three days on your own in the desert yes, with yes no supplies, and things so. are just
0: things like it's probably like sell your underwear idiot <laughs> If he would buy it, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I don't really think I have anything I can sell. Actually, Ugh. I'm kind of a minimalist. Ugh. Except for that, anyway. I forgot.
1: Like- <laughs> Anytime you fail to a- fail to charm him, he charms you. So you are actually charmed.
0: I now, am not, but though. you are not. Oh, so yeah. I'm.
1: I am. Though. Both of you two are charmed. Yeah. So I'm gonna
0: buy um the shoes anyway because I need more decks, and I'm praying
1: that it will give me decks. <laughs> okay. You, like, immediately just take your boots off and put on these, like, luxurious silver silk slippers. And as you take a step, you hear this little jingle of small bells as you walk. So I'll just tell you what these do. Uh, while wearing these shoes, you add double your proficiency to dexterity checks to dance and tumble. And opportunity attacks made against you have a disadvantage.
0: Do I get any dex?
1: Uh, no. Yeah, what's the return policy on these? I don't, I don't want these. <laughs> well, if you don't like them, I will give you three hundred and twenty-five back. I'm gonna try and charm him. Okay, I'm gonna say, listen, she just tried them on and they really don't do much. So, could she perhaps trade them for the compass? All right.
0: Fuck. <sighs> Seven.
1: He what? rolled a nineteen. I tried, Noelle, I tried. Uh, Well, thank you. I'm afraid my return policy is set in stone. And he takes out from one of his pockets a uh, impossibly, like it should not have fit in this pocket, but it's a stone tablet with his return policy on it. (laughs) I just, I roll my eyes and I say. Oh, and you are charmed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, wow, you just are really prepared, aren't you? I certainly am, or else I wouldn't be dashing Dawson. Dashing dickface. <laughs> That's just a joke between friends. I know, because we are best friends, aren't we, Laika? Laika just falls to the ground.
0: Then okay. <laughs> Fran nicely, charmedly
1: returns
0: <laughs> the slippers and says, Thank you so much for the opportunity, sir. And <laughs> she <laughs> takes the compass and needs to pay an additional 125. Mm-hmm. Who was
1: the who's the he the son of again? He's a demigod of somebody. Who was it? Colonio. That's right. Fart the,
0: nugget. The fart nugget.
1: Colonio who is the thief and yeah, trickster. That's right. <sighs> of
0: course. <laughs> So I take the compass and I'm like, thank you. I bet your dad is not a thief.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is an oddly specific and incorrect thing to say. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, as you take the compass, you feel its true purpose Mm -hmm. uh, in your mind. And it's a tracking compass. The moonstone needle points in the direction of an object that you name, which is on the same plane. Oh, that's dope. If when you speak the name, the object's name aloud while holding the compass, is it Hold only up.
0: objects or can it be living creatures? It's objects. Hold up, though, right. we don't have to go get the shape shifting body. Then we can just get the cloak. That's a good idea. Um, is there
1: <laughs> is there a distance limit to it? Uh, no, there's not. Great. Also, it can only track one item at a time. Okay, so how that makes that was sense. The cheapest. That's the coolest. That's definitely the coolest item.
0: Yeah. Dashing Dawson likes to throw us off. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Son of a bitch. Basically, yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, next, let's have you guys all list off what you bought at the general store.
0: Well, we're all getting warm clothes because we're about to climb a snowy mountain.
1: All right, Sophia, we'll start with you. I bought... What did you buy from Dwight?
0: From Dwight, I bought a first aid kit. One ration. Why are you talking like that? That's how I talk. No, it's not. <laughs> One antitoxin and warm clothes. Is this in the room? Oh, God. It's <laughs> me. It's a ghost. I feel like I've been assaulted. <laughs> I got warm clothing, two first aid kits, and two antitoxins. And I spent 240 So we're broke. So Fran is going to get... Three first aid kits, two sets of rations, one for the goddess, a set of warm clothes, and a grappling hook. And I have 301 silver (laughs) pieces left. (laughs) This is an oddly specific
1: number. I do not know why. (laughs) Oh. Candy? Yeah, maybe the candy. So you guys finish up your shopping. And as you do, uh, and you're heading out of the general store and Dawson waves goodbye to you. Farewell, farewell. You always know where to find me when you're looking for a deal. I wave back, but it's like I'm possessed because I'm staring at my hand
0: in horror. I, I wave back, but I mm-hmm. ma- managed to get the strength to like mm-hmm. give him the finger as I'm mm-hmm. waving. So I wave the finger. At him. I, I wave back and I'm like, yeah, we know where to find you. Definitely not. Up your own ass. Bye. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Okay. So as you are coming out of the store, there is the distant sound of melodic chanting. And as you come to the edge of the platform, you look down to the one that's just below you, where there are tieflings and some pilgrims all gathered on the platform. And you see Salm and Paolo are standing, uh, holding hands in front of the edge of the platform. And a tiefling is hovering at the edge, holding the wrapped body. Then another tiefling, a stately older woman, begins a sermon. Our dark lord of eternal grace, we give to you this soul. O Eol, the end that we must all meet one day. May your guide find him in the darkness, and take him to your side, where he may live forever in your grace. And there's a, a murmuring from around the gathered. And she continues. And as she continues speaking, the tiefling that is holding the body begins to lower and make large circles around the cavern, spiraling slowly downward into the mountain. And then... The tieflings that are among those gathered begin to sing in this low, slow chant, and they sing a song about loss and about revival and about the unending love of the dark embrace. And you you watch this from where you are, and you see Paolo and Salm hug tightly as their brother is buried so as the ceremony ends and people come and they they greet salm and paolo and they give them hugs and pat their arms you see that the goddess is down there that she's convinced uh jinji and zirun to uh get down one one rope bridge (laughs) and she approaches salm and paolo and she takes paolo's hands and speaks softly to him. You can't hear anything from where where you guys are. And then she takes Salm's hands and she kisses his forehead. And he just starts sobbing. Like, he just breaks down in her arms and she, she holds him for a while while he cries.
0: Aww. We better not go down there. We're gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corbin says, Don't let me go! I hold him back. <laughs> And then I say, like, hold
2: me
1: back
0: too. Okay, I, you are okay. Okay, you're holding me like over my arms, and I go like, put my arms out to keep you from like going anywhere. I put my hand on Corbin's shoulder and I say, I'm also being held back. Rampaging Mummy, A Deadly Fountain, A Circus Gone Wild, A Potty in a bottle. Sounds like my kind of Friday night. (laughs) You can get these encounters and more at Encounters in the Savage Cities, which is a new Dungeon Masters Guild supplement. That's a collaboration between many of the DMs Guild's top-selling authors and a few new authors, including Benoit de Bernardi, Ken Carcass, Josh Kelly, Yannick Sealicky, Brian Stevens. And DSPN's very own James Intricasso. Whoa! It also includes some amazing artwork from Luis Prado and immersive maps from Elvin Tower Cartography. The whole project was coordinated, edited, produced, and made awesome by best-selling designer Jeff C. Stevens and jumped to the number three spot on the DMs Guild's Most Popular Titles list within hours of its launch. Encounters in the Savage Cities has ready-to-go urban encounters that can be dropped into any 5th edition D&D fantasy city. In this supplement, you get 26 city-based encounters, a mix of combat, exploration, and interaction, custom art, downloadable maps, and new creatures to play with. You can get your copy of this 5-star rated supplement for just $6.95 by going to dmsguild.com and searching Encounters in the Savage Cities. Savage!